You are listening to Packers Now. We get the latest updates on the Green and Gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Ben Kurkowski, and today I want to walk through the entire regular season schedule, give you my predictions, and let you know how the Packers stack up against the rest of the NFC North, the rest of the NFC, and the entire NFL with a quick playoff prediction as well, just to have some fun. So starting with our schedule, let's walk through week by week, giving my predictions of the overall feel of the team we're going up against and how the Packers face up against them. Starting in week one against the Vikings. I'm going to dive deeper into this actually tomorrow on Friday morning. Uh, But the Vikings are a scary team to play for many different reasons. They have a strong core of defenders with the top safety tandem in the NFL. Um, Two really good edge rushers most of the year as they don't have that guy in the first contest against the Packers uh, in week one on Sunday. And two top linebackers in the middle middle of their defense. Kirk Cousins has begun to find his rhythm in the NFL and put together a few successful years in a row now, but I still do not think it's all there for the Vikings at this point. They're a young group at many different positions, and they're weak on the offensive line. And so um, right now, they just do not stand out to me as a team that can win the NFC North, um, especially since uh, they're going to be without Daniil Hunter the first three weeks. I have the Packers winning this one, and I'm going to switch my... I had it 28-20, to 20, but with the new Neil, news of Daniil Hunter out... I think this will be more like a 28 to 16 contest. Packers go 1 and 0. Week 2, the Packers get to face the Detroit Lions at home. The Packers tend to struggle against the Lions. And last year the Lions should have had two wins against the Packers, which would have made the which would have made the playoffs look a lot different had that happened. Before his injury, Matthew Stafford was going to have a record-breaking year, and then ended up being out for the season. This offense is going to put up a lot of points. They have a stable O-line and good receivers and weapons out of the backfield. This one will come down to who can stop the opposing offense, and I'm going to give that advantage to the Packers. The Lions offense is going to be very good this year and dangerous at times, yet this Lions defense is boring, young, and just not very impressive. The Packers will score a lot of points in this game, as will the Lions, but I think the Packers win this one 35-31 bringing the Packers to 2-0. and Week 3, the Packers go against their toughest opponent yet as they travel to New Orleans to play the Saints. The Saints are one of the top teams in the NFC and are very good every year. Drew Brees has struggled as the year goes on to throw the ball and really hasn't shown up for the playoffs in some time, but at the start of the year, he's always hot. He has his full arm strength back, and then Uh, Throughout the year, that gets worse. But we're playing him at the start of the year, which is a bummer. And this offense is going to be good. Uh, This offense finally has a true number two weapon with Emmanuel Sanders and has what I think is maybe the best offensive line in the NFL. The Packers won't be able to get to Drew Brees fast enough, and he's going to make a lot of throws to Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, and Kamara out of the backfield. The Packers will try to keep up with the Saints offense, but with both Cameron Jordan and Davenport coming off the edge, Packers are going to struggle to keep Aaron Rodgers comfortable and upright in this game. Packers still score a lot of points, but not enough, and they lose 24-31, to moving to 2-1. and Week 4, the Packers play the Falcons at home. The Falcons are a good team, and they finished 2019 very strong. They are a very scary bounce-back team, but they still don't have a running game. Their offensive line is young and weak, and their defense still has holes in secondary, which is one of the most important positions on the defense. The Falcons might scare the Packers a little bit in this one, but after the third quarter, I think this will be the Packers game. Packers win this one 31-20 for the first 
two-possession win, moving to three and one. Well, that's not true. Second two-possession win since the Vikings will be without Daniil Hunter. I gave them a big win there too. Uh, Week five, the Packers get a much-needed bye as they head into the toughest four-game stretch of the season. Week six, the Packers play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Tampa Bay. This is an away game, and with, with restrictions the way they are, traveling isn't going to be very fun this year. The Packers have never been a great traveling team, as we saw last year with their loss to L.A., their loss to San Francisco twice. The Bucs might have the best weapons in the NFL on the offense with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Gronkowski. Depending on how Gronk is and how much Brady has uh, gelled into this new offense uh, in Tampa, this is will that'll decide how good the Packers can do in this game. I think the offensive line for Tampa isn't great yet. Brady gets the ball out so fast, though it usually doesn't matter. Uh, but with this new air raid, air raid offense um, that Bruce Arians loves to run, it's going to take time to develop and get the ball out of Brady's hands. It just takes more time. That's just how the air raid system works. And I think our pass, pass rush will be something the Bucks haven't faced. And with Tampa Bay having no clear running back to take the helm, they're going to struggle to be a two-dimensional offense. This will be a tough loss for the Packers, but I think the Bucs will win this one close, 30-27, to as the Packers' defense just can't get off the field at the end of this game. And Brady gets another first down to uh, one of their many talented wideouts and are able to let the time run out for the Packers. Packers move to 3-2. and two. Week seven, the Packers play at Houston. Houston is a good team this year with many weapons on offense and newly extended to Sean Watson in this passing attack will be dangerous, but this defense is nothing to get too excited about. As you look at the depth chart for the Texans defensively, they are JJ Watt, who is very disruptive, but almost literally nobody else. This might be one of the weakest defenses defenses in the NFL. Yes, they keep up with most of their offenses, but they just haven't had the draft capital to invest in the defense as they've been trying to build a formidable offensive line. And there are just too many holes all over it. I think the Packers offense continues to find its rhythm. And this is a big game for Aaron Rodgers and company as they score 35 points, their highest of the season. It put Deshaun Watson on the turf multiple times, winning 35, 27, moving to four and two. Week eight, the Packers play the Vikings at home. This is a very tough game for the Packers. At this point in the season, the Vikings and the rookies have been able to grow and figure themselves out with their young defensive backs and their young number two and number three receivers. This game will be very close. Daniel Hunter will be back, and I see Aaron Rodgers struggling to find open receivers in the first half and just an inability to keep Nagakwe and Hunter off of him. The Vikings jump out to a 2014 first half lead, but the Packers come in the second half and turn it on. Their defense stops the run, not allowing the Vikings to set up their play action anymore. The Packers get two touchdowns in the third quarter, but then are unable to score after that. The Packers, uh, in the fourth quarter, the Packers give up a big play touchdown, but then the Packers get the ball with four minutes left and are able to run out the clock, running the football with Aaron Jones, and the Packers win 28-27 for their closest win of the year. Week nine, the Packers play at San Francisco to play the 49ers. At this point in the season, I have the 49ers being undefeated, beating up on teams week in, week out. The 49ers have one of the meanest, toughest offensive lines in the NFL. Add top run blocking tight end George Kittle, and the 49ers will run the ball down your throat time and time again. Richard Sherman still locks up one side of the field, and the pass rush is still dangerous with Bosa, Armstead, and Ford. 
I don't see the Packers winning this one. The Packers struggle to travel across the country and play on the West Coast, and they don't have the D-line or the extra linebacker to help them stop a run-heavy team like the 49ers. The Packers lose this one close, close 20-16, moving to 5-3. and three. Now that the Packers are out of their hardest eight-game stretch of the year, the next eight games are, there's some tough opponents in there, but it's much easier. The level of play drops down significantly, and this is going to be a very nice break for the Packers after one of the toughest eight games schedules of the year for any NFL team, and they still came out of it five and three, and that's what's important here. And so the Packers play the Jaguars at home, and the Jaguars are in a full rebuild. And the best player on offense is probably Gardner Minshew. This offense is going to struggle to put up points against the Packers, and the Packers will have fun in this game as they wreak havoc on the Jaguars after facing many really good offenses to start the year. Packers win this one big, 28-7. They move to 6-3. and three. Week 11, the Packers play at Indianapolis. The Colts are a very interesting team. They have a very good team overall. One of the best in the, uh, one of the, best in the NFL, honestly, uh, other than the quarterback position. But they do have Phillip Rivers at the helm. And last season, he was just bad. He was inaccurate. His decision-making skills were awful, throwing many interceptions. Um... Yet also last year, though, he knew he was in places where he was going to lose the game no matter what. So he'd rather just throw up a play than maybe get sacked. And so that also makes sense, too. Um, but also last year, Philip Rivers, one of his only successful successful games was against Green Bay in their defense. And he looked like a hall, the Hall of Fame quarterback he might just be. Uh, so this does scare me. And the running gear game scares me as well with a very tough defense. I, I, but I think the Packers are able to run the ball effectively in this one and take advantage of a weak secondary as well for the Colts. Uh, the Packers make it close, but the but they win this one 24-23, moving to 7-3. and three. Week 12, the Packers play the Bears at home. At this point in the year, the Bears are looking like they will be the worst team in the NFC North, which is my prediction. They started the year playing with Trubisky at the helm, but quickly that went downhill, and now they are starting Nick Foles instead. Because of the lack of identity and commitment to one QB, this offense is going to struggle all year. And they already have a lack of weapons for the QB, and a poor offensive line makes it even more difficult. Their defense is still tough and make it harder for the Packers to put up points on the board, but the Bears just can't get enough going, and the Packers win this one 20-10, improving to 8-3. and Week 13, the Packers play the Eagles at home. In 2019, the Packers lost a close one in this game after losing Devontae Adams and having a few bad calls. The Eagles at this point in the season will have a healthy wide receiving core with plenty of weapons moving up and down the field at will at times. The Eagles will have many frustratingly big plays again and again throughout this game with players like Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rager and Zach Ertz. Uh, while the Eagles defense isn't too bad themselves as they are very good at getting after the quarterback and the Packers will struggle to keep Rodgers upright. But the Packers will adapt. I think in the second half, they will throw quick and throw often, bringing in many RPOs to take advantage of this weak linebacker core, probably the weakest in the NFL, other than maybe the Browns, and give Aaron Jones some more space in the running game. Packers come back in this one to win it 31-27, moving to 10-3. and Week 14, the Packers play at Detroit. By this time of the year, uh, Detroit will be third in line in the NFC North and have more wins than they've had in years. Um, I expect a big season from Detroit, even though they have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. Um, uh, and they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs for the first time in a very long time. But the Lions still struggle defensively. And with the lack of depth all over the roster, the Lions just, just don't have enough to let 
to beat the Packers, and the Packers win this one 34-20. Week 15, the Packers play the Panthers at home. The offense that has been put together in Carolina is sneaky good with players like Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. They have a lot of weapons offensively for Bridgewater to go to. And Bridgewater looked good last year with the Saints in that four-game stretch. Yet, the Panthers might just have the youngest defense in the league. They have some serious potential on the defensive side of the ball, but they aren't quite there yet. Packers will score on the Panthers almost every drive, making it almost impossible for Carolina to really have a chance Packers win this one 38-17, improving to an 11-3 and record. Week 16, the Packers play the Titans at home. Playing the Titans at the end of the year will be difficult. A team that's entering cold-weather football will, will rely on the running game a lot. The Titans, though, have Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, and I don't see him able to match the type of production he had at the end of last season. The Packers are going to struggle to stop the run in this game, but will make enough stops to keep the Titans at bay especially since the Packers are playing this one at home in Lambeau late in the year where they find a lot of success. The hard thing for the Packers will be scoring against this tough, mean defense led by Jeffrey Simmons, Javian Clowney, and Adoree Jackson. The Packers will struggle to put up points at, the, at times in this game, but so will Tennessee, and the Packers win this one 19-17, moving to 12-3. and Week 17, the Packers finished their season against the Chicago Bears. At this point in the season, the Bears find themselves in a place that if they win, they would be hurting their chances to find a QB of the future. But sadly, even if the Bears lose this game, they still will have only three wins on the season, but not be in a place to draft one of this year's top QBs with teams like the Jaguars, Redskins, Giants, Panthers, and Jets. I predict all will have entirely worse records than they have. Uh, The Bears are upset that they even tried to win games this season and missed out on some of the best QB prospects prospects we have seen in a long time. And the Bears still hope to get one of these top players, though, in RK and ready to pretty much throw this game. The Packers win this one 30-13 and end their season 13-3, just like last year. So the Packers are able to win the NFC North, though, as this is a year of rebuilding for the North, actually. The Vikings were in a poor cap situation, forced to let big free agents and players go and replace them with rookies. The Vikings will get better to end the year, similar to the Falcons last year, but it will just be too late, and they will just miss the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. The Lions surprised the NFL and ended up winning eight games in my prediction in the regular season, yet still just like the Vikings were short of the playoffs. Their defense just isn't good enough to stop um, opposing offenses, and Matt Patricia's time in Detroit will be done at the end of this year, even though he brought them to eight wins. Finally, the Mitch Trubisky Chicago Bears all come... It all comes tumbling down for them when Trubisky proves he wasn't, he was the total bust he is. And the Bears offense can't put anything together all year and their defense can't score points for them. They fire all of their staff and move on from Trubisky. So although the Packers won 13 games, in my prediction, they still are just the fourth best team in the NFC. I have the Cowboys with the one seed at 14 and two, which seems pretty crazy, but I've heard great things on the edge from guys like Alden Smith, Everson Griffin, and Demarcus Lawrence there in Dallas. And I'm ex- I'm kind of excited to see what they can do with that defense. And with a healthy Leighton Van Der Esch back, um, it's it's a scary team, especially offensively. Then the 49ers with the two seed at 14 and two. Then the Saints with the three seed at 14 and two. So I had three teams going 14 and two. I don't know. I think maybe the Saints, this, the one thing I might've gotten wrong here is the Saints and Tampa Bay switch spots. Uh, maybe Drew Brees doesn't have 
what he's had, that he hits that old man slack that he's been hitting the last few years earlier. You know, we've seen it in the playoffs the last couple of years and where he just can't throw the ball downfield anymore. And maybe that happens more like by week eight, week nine. So we'll see. Um, but right now I have them as the three seed at 14 to two and the Packers lost to both the saints and the 49ers in the first half of the season. And without having the chance to take down the Cowboys in the regular season, they don't have any sort of, uh, advantage on any three of these teams. So those two games early in the season to the saints and 49ers will have extreme, uh, effect on the playoff seating. This, so the Packers actually would be set up for a very tough contest to start the year playing Tampa Bay at home in the playoffs. Um, the Packers lost in my prediction to Tampa Bay earlier on in the season and playing Tom Brady in the playoffs is one of the toughest things to do as he's one of the best playoff QBs in the history of the NFL. The only one who's better though is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, maybe not win record wise, but passer rating wise um, as one of the highest passer ratings uh, and PFF ratings during that stretch of the playoff games only. But the Packers haven't lost a home playoff game in a very long time. And the Tampa Bay, Florida Buccaneers are going to struggle to come to Green Bay and compete. And Packers, I think, would win this game because just of the cold, the Tampa Bay having to travel, Tom Brady getting old, the Packers' edge is just ridiculous. And I would just give this advantage, and I think the Packers would win this one. But after this, the Packers would have to go on the road for the rest of the playoffs, which is scary and difficult. Um, And then the Packers would be set up to face off against the number one seeded Dallas Cowboys, who obviously had a fantastic season. Not only Mike McCarthy, but the Dallas Cowboys would finally have their chance at revenge against the Green Bay Packers. But in this game, the unthinkable would happen. The Cowboys would get out to an early lead with Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott connecting for a touchdown, and then another one to rookie receiver C.D. Lamb. But the Cowboys can't stop Rodgers in this offense either, as Aaron Jones has a day rushing over 150 yards and three touchdowns. Packers end up winning a close one, 38-35, to move on to the NFC Championship. And on the other side of the bracket for the NFC, the 49ers beat the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees' floppy arm at this point in the year. Uh, (laughs) loses another playoff game. The Packers now have to travel to San Francisco again for the fourth time in two years in San Francisco to play to go to the Super Bowl. The 49ers have won the last three games against the Packers, and none of them have been very close at all. The Packers are the extreme underdogs to make it this far. But the one thing that hasn't improved for the 49ers is the talent of Jimmy G., their quarterback, and the aging Richard Sherman. The Packers force Jimmy G to make plays with his arm, and he makes some, yet he flops at other times, throwing an interception in this game. While usually, early on in the season, Richard Sherman can shut down one side of the field, at this point in the year, and his age, Sherman, just like in the Super Bowl, cannot stay with the youth of the Packers receivers, and this defense is much more wide open than it typically is. The Packers have a legit chance to win this game and get out to an early lead going up 21 to 10 at half. Yet, in the second half, the 49ers bring the pressure and get to Rodgers, causing two three and outs, forcing two punts in a row, where the 49ers put 10 points up the board on the board. 
After that, the Packers and the 49ers go back and forth, field goals, punts, field goals, punts, until the very last drive where the Packers are winning 30-26, to and the 49ers have one drive to score a touchdown and win, and the Packers strip sack Jimmy G for the win to go to the Super Bowl, ending their 49ers drought and their Super Bowl drought all on one day. And 10 years later, the team that the Packers faced in the Super Bowl in 2010 is none other, and the same team that they face in 2020 after the 2020 season is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. This is the remake of a lifetime. The Steelers had the number one defense in the NFL in my prediction. And with Roethlisberger back, they got the five seed in the playoffs and they upset the Texans and then they upset the Chiefs and finally the Baltimore Ravens to go to the Super Bowl. The Packers feel like the underdogs in this game. After watching this Steelers defense stop the two top offenses in the NFL, The Steelers come out strong defensively, holding the Packers just to nine points in the first half. And Ben Roethlisberger throws two touchdowns in the first half to go up 14-9. Throughout this game, though, the Packers continue to bring the heat every single play and put the pressure on Roethlisberger, making it harder and harder to get up from the play before. This pressure begins to get in the head of Roethlisberger, and and Kevin King has an interception to start the second half, which leads to a Packers touchdown to take the lead 16-14 all the way up until the fourth quarter, where at this point the Packers are up with a big touchdown to MVS and Devontae Adams. While Roethlisberger started the fourth quarter with a big touchdown drive to Juju Smith, and the Packers had the ball, winning 30-21 to with 10 minutes left. The Packers can't score, and the Steelers get the ball to score a quick field goal, making it a one-possession game. Aaron Rodgers and the offense, again, come to a stumbling halt. The Steelers have the ball and are driving down the field and a sack from Preston Smith drags Roethlisberger to the ground, making it a third long with under two minutes left. Packers make the stop they need for the first time in playoff history and Rodgers knees the ball to win his second Super Bowl. That is my prediction of how I believe the season will go. It's pretty out there. It's pretty intense, but I want to have some fun with a way where I saw the Packers going to the Super Bowl and I think the Steelers are one of the most underrated teams in the NFL this year. So I'm excited to see what they do and how this year goes. It'll probably go nothing like this, but it's fun to sit and dream about the possibilities of the Packers making it to another Super Bowl. To me, this is a season full of some very good teams and many very bad teams, which you saw with when I was talking about draft picks for the Bears and having five teams worse than them, even though they only had three wins and three teams at 14-2 to two in the NFC. So... The Packers overall are a better team this year than they were just last year, and that's going to show up and I think surprise a good amount of the NFL community. So uh, so that's all we have today, folks. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review to hear what you guys think about the podcast, and tell your friends about Packers now so they can get all the latest updates on the green gold because it's always Packers season at Packers now. Thanks, guys.